trading net episode 178. But what I've realized is that there's multiple ways that you can trade support and resistance. There is many different approaches, kind of like if somebody is like a, a concert pianist and they can play the same melody, but they can play that same melody a thousand different ways. It's called the arrangement of the melodies. So they can play the same thing a thousand different ways. Trading, I believe, is the same way. You can trade the same basic approach, but you can do it multiple different ways. The approach that I've developed now allows people to take a very simple trading system using very basic concepts, literally nothing but support and resistance, and then approach it in a very specific way to maximize keeping a high win rate and then compounding the balance from a very small starting balance, for example, $1,000, 1000 US dollars to $10,000 in 30 days or less. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Nick Sean back on the show. Who would have thought? Fourth time he's been back on. It's been about a year since we last caught up. Uh, now, today, he's well, the reason I brought him back on, you're going to find out in a second, but he's doing a lot of stuff around compounding and hedging accounts. Okay, so this is where he is getting accounts 10x growth in a very short period of time. In fact, we did a video after this, which you've got to go and check out, where he uh, talks about or shows you through the whole strategy as to how he would grow a $1,000 account to a $10,000 an account in about 30 days, and it only takes about an hour a day. So guys, that's coming up. Uh, but first, we've got the interview. You're going to find out where he's got to with his trading. We're also going to tap into some of the years of knowledge that he's had. And do remember, go and check out the older episodes that we've uh, shot with him. There's plenty of them. I think there's four in total. So you're going to see his full journey across the years. All right, before we get into that, we've got a couple of other things here. The Trading Up Funded Cup has come to an end. We've just released a live stream or just done a live stream to announce the winners um, or the winner of the Trading Up Funder Cup did get a chance to come on the show so we've got to find out whether or not they actually want to come on if we do I'll let you know when they do come on because it will be a great little insight into their trading approach and uh, and how they won the cup uh, also we've got the June Trading Up Funder Cup it's uh, the door is open for that so if you do want to take part and win some amazing prizes go and check it out there's links under the video here and over there on tradingnut.com and also we've got the live streams happening here on the show they're still going we've got five this week so if you're looking for support during the london or new york sessions then we've got yourself covered uh, go and check them out you need to subscribe to the youtube channel uh, they're also streamed on twitter though and facebook and is it Twitch as well? I think it's just Twitter and Facebook at the moment. So, guys, go and check that out. Uh, other things that are happening over there on the channel, we've got the Smart Money Concept Series. So, Episode 6 was released last weekend. Go and check out the whole series if you want to learn how to do Smart Money Concept Trading. It's a nice little piece of work there from uh, Ariel FX Trading. So, go and check those guys out afterwards as well. Um, last but not least, if you're looking to automate anything you're doing there on the charts, you want my help, then I help you through my uh, robot builders club where i teach you how to build trading robots using a tool called fx dreamer i'm pretty good at it i can teach you how to do virtually anything you want to dream up you can automate it 
simple as that. All right, folks, enough from me. Let's get on with the show with Nick Sean. Folks, if you missed out on joining the Trading Nut Funded Cup, don't worry. With over 3,000 traders registered, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have decided to run another. But this time, they've promised the prizes will be even bigger and better. Folks, if you want to register for this and show your skills as a trader, click on the link above or the link below the video or in the podcast description. Then sign up for free before 15th of June 2022 and get 10% off any City Traders Imperium product just for entering the competition. Good luck, folks, and we'll see you in the cup. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Out. You've got a familiar face, hopefully, on the sh- on the uh, other side of the screen here with Mr. Nick Sean, who's been on the show probably three times now already. I think this is your fourth time back on the show, and for good reason. So welcome back, Nick. Hey, Kim. Yeah, it's been every year for the past four years we've done a podcast, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so what, why back in the early days of, uh, of Trading Out, we had Nick on, and uh, I do remember, actually, I think, yeah, I, I, I very much clearly remember you and Momo. It must be Momo sitting down, looking at char- uh, looking at uh, accounts on your phones way back in the day with videos and stuff um, of that. Now, we're here, and the last one we did was all about your evolution, and I think you've got more evolution to share with us, and that's why I brought you back on. Um, this is sort of what I would probably consider rapid compounding of accounts versus your slow and steady sort of grassroots approach. So um, to start off with, Nick, let, let's get an update on how things are going with life and, and how, how you've been tracking since, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the date in a minute, but since last time you were back on. Yeah, so since last year, it was a little over a year ago, you had me on. Um, there's been a lot happen, but things are still going amazing. Life has been really good. Um, I consider myself a very lucky person to have had life uh, go as well as it has. I fully recognize there are people out here in the world that work like 10 times as hard as me, but they're not for some reason lucky enough to get like the same level of success or prosperity. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a very lucky person. Things have gone very well and things are still going amazing. Yeah, so it was just over a year. It was March March tenth, twenty twenty one. We had you on last. Um, so things have changed, and it was actually a, a, a friend of mine, Peter, said. And funnily enough, mentioning Peter, we were going to sort of talk about this on the show. We've actually I noticed in the background there, you've got a picture. In the background, you can see that there. If you guys are watching the uh, the video, it's a picture of Nick with a, a circle around it. And if I move my camera here, you'll see that we've actually got the same. Same thing. He's got a Mission FX one. I've got a Trading Nut one. These are from our friend uh, Peter, who's who's. Um, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he, these are almost limited edition Bitcoin circles with a picture of our face on it and a cartoon, like a, an NFT kind of thing. Um, so yeah, guys, if you, I'll see what he wants to do. If he's still selling these or not, I'll, I'll put a link up in the show notes. But yeah, so Peter was the one that said, "Hey, look, you know, do you see what Nick Schwann's doing? This guy's like." changed the way he's trading and is completely you know blowing up these accounts not blowing accounts blowing up accounts um rapidly growing them i mean how did that let's start with like what were you doing before and how did you transition into this like slight change on what you're doing oh so i'll keep it real simple so my whole trading career most of it has been a variation of support and resistance trading Um, I got profitable trading an indicator-based divergence strategy, which I talked about on our very first podcast four years ago, and that worked really well for me, and I had low capital at that time, so it allowed me to grow small accounts quickly, 
that's nothing compared to what I'm doing today. Today, it's just ridiculous how predictable it is. Um, but then after I found myself with some capital, after doing that for about a year, it was mid-2018, late 2018, where I started realizing, like, I need to find a way to preserve this capital because I cannot be continuing to trade high risk. Otherwise, you know, I could have one bad month and lose half my trading capital. So I decided to take it easier to do lower risk. And then throughout 2019, 2020, and most of 2021, I was doing extremely low risk. And today, even here in 2022, I'm still doing extremely low risk relative to my total trading capital. Um, but what it is, is essentially my entire trading career, like 80% of it has revolved around just trading support and resistance levels, bounces of support and resistance, breaks and retests of support and resistance. It's just ridiculously simple. It's just the same old boring thing over and over. But what I've realized is that there's multiple ways that you can trade support and resistance. There is many different approaches, kind of like if somebody is like a, a concert pianist and they can play the same melody, but they can play that same melody a thousand different ways. It's called the arrangement of the melodies. They can play the same thing a thousand different ways. Trading, I believe, is the same way. You can trade the same basic approach, but you can do it multiple different ways. The approach that I've developed now allows people to take a very simple trading system using very basic concepts, literally nothing but support and resistance, and then approach it in a very specific way to maximize keeping a high win rate and then compounding the balance from a very small starting balance, for example, $1,000, 1000 US dollars to $10,000 in 30 days or less. So with this, it's essentially you'll be able to start, you risk a big portion of the account per trade, 40%, to make a potential 50% per trade. And all you're focusing on is getting a win streak. And you do this with multiple accounts. So you would start like, let's say for example, four accounts, two of those accounts are likely to be blown. They're likely to be lost. Because if you lose two or three trades, you've lost most of the starting balance. However, on the ones where you get win streaks, you very quickly reach like the growth target. For example, a 10X growth target is like six to seven winning trades. And you'll have a loss here and there, but the loss still doesn't blow the account because it's only 40%. So it's essentially the way I trade now is I do a bunch of stuff. I still trade my original price action system. I've experimented and learned hedging. I'm doing compounding now with small balances and teaching my clients as well as new people in one of our new programs to do that exact same thing. It's all the same support and resistance strategy. It's just differently nuanced depending on which approach it is and also depending on how much capital someone has. So that's it in a nutshell. Support resistance just done in different ways. Well, and and what what made you sort of get on this journey to well i suppose how did how did you how did you educate yourself you sort of told us why you did it how did you educate yourself on the hedging side of things and get proficient at because this sounds like a quite a intricate way that you've come up with to manage to do it so that you don't you know you've got the most chance of success yeah so um so what's your exact question oh, so the question is like um how did you how did you educate yourself on the hedging side of things oh so that's interesting. So I didn't really watch any videos on it. There's not really anything on YouTube except for the stuff on my channel that goes into the type of detail about hedging that I do. Um, I couldn't find it. So I did what I did is I learned it myself and I gained experience doing it over the course of about six months. It was like towards the end of last year coming up into January, March to January, February this year. Um, essentially all it is is I would notice that for a lot of trades that stop out, they'll just continue to the next major reversal level. So the next major support resistance zone, supply demand zone, 
the institutional traders will call it the area of imbalance, you know, wh whatever the hell it is, right? The price will continue to a zone where it's very likely to bounce at. And if you're wrong about the first entry, typically it doesn't, it doesn't really usually continue much further uh, to the next zone until it will reverse. So what I started doing is experimenting towards, uh, it was, this was back in November on a demo account. I started experimenting with, I'll put an order in at a zone where I think price is likely to bounce with no confirmation at all. I'll just put an entry. And then if it goes up to the next major zone, I'll look at the daily and four hour, identify what I think is the next major like resistance level, for example, and I'll just put a pending order in that area. So I'll have my profit target set for the first entry. If it hits the profit target, which it does half the time, okay, cool. You know, you won the trade. However, if it comes to the next zone, it'll automatically trigger you into the trade. And whenever it bounces and comes back, price just has to come halfway in between both of the positions because of the same position size. And if it does that, then you're at break even. If price comes all the way back to your first entry, you've now made a full profit on the second position and you can close your first position at break even. So you still had a profitable scenario. It also works as if it continues past the second position and you enter a third position at the next major zone. Eventually, like the market's not going to continue up or down forever. At some point, it's going to stop. And if you do this over and over again, you're likely to have these big winning streaks and not many losses. There will come a day where eventually you get into trades where you're scaling in and hedging in and prices just continues up against you and you blow the account. So that does happen. That's why whenever I was doing this, I would start with like a low starting balance and then I would compound that one up. And then from there is where it then transitioned into compounding. So that's a little bit of the background. Ah, wow. That is, that is fantastic. I, I mean, I've looked at this sort of stuff in the past and, and had to play with it, but never been able to make it work. And I, I understand that it's, it can work. Is, is part of this around still back, back to your support and resistance zones and them just being you know reliable most of the time and giving you a bounce more times than, than not so if you get it wrong how hey, you get it wrong but you, you can you can get it right the next time is it part of that and sort of identifying these zones is that part of the sort of the success in this yes yeah, so the mental approach is that if you draw like just a bunch of daily levels close to where price is currently at then so if you draw a bunch of daily levels close to where price is currently at on the chart, the idea is that, hey, nobody knows where it's going to bounce. You, you don't know where it's going to bounce at. But you do know areas where it's likely that price could bounce at, maybe half the time, 60 70% of the time. And so the idea is that just wait for price to get there, enter a trade. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, let it continue ripping up to the next zone and then enter another position there it's more likely it'll bounce at that next zone because now there's more profit taking because it's a further extended zone. And if it didn't bounce there, enter a third position at the next one and then just let it all come back. When it finally comes back, you can exit like 95% of trades at either break even or a profit if you trade this way. Um, you just have to go into it with the mental approach that, hey, I could blow this account. So if you have like $100,000 to trade with, it's wise to only put maybe five to 10K into an account just in case the account blows, you lose only 5 to 10% of your trading capital. So it's not that big of a deal. But yes, it is based around the concept that you just explained. And so so the, the whole sort of idea around, you mentioned four accounts. I mean, what's what's the idea behind that? Is that, and how do you how do you work with the four accounts? So you work with the four accounts or using the same mentality I was explaining. So I know that whenever I start an account, there's a 50% chance it's going to reach a 10x growth target. 
And there's also a 50% chance it's going to blow. And I use 50% loosely. Sometimes like there's weeks where I do really good and win almost every single trade. There's other weeks where I'm like break even loss, break even loss, one win. And it's just, that is what it is. But it averages out to be about roughly half the accounts that I start will end up being blown or pretty close to blown. But that's okay because in the ones that win, I mean, you grow them 10x. Like we're talking, if you if you start four accounts at $500, let's say two of them grow to the 10x growth target. So you grow two accounts that are $500 to $5,000. That's a $4,500 profit each pre-tax. So that's a $9,000 pre-tax profit. On the other two accounts, let's say they were both started at 500 Let's say you lose them, right? Each one is left with a hundred bucks in it. So let's just say you've lost a thousand dollars total on those two accounts. Well, you take 9,000 minus 1,000, you still come out on top $8,000 in pre-tax profits. So that's the whole idea between using multiple accounts is it sort of like mitigates the risk and it allows for the little deviation of blowing accounts. And it also allows the winning trades to compound up on the winning accounts. And how on earth did you come up with the four accounts approach that you've just outlined getting frustrated whenever I would trade one account for two weeks, then it would blow. <laughs> okay. And what, so then you, did you experiment with two and then three and then got to four or did you, how did you get to the magic number of four? So, oh, well, it's not just four. It can be two, ah. three, four, five, six. Ah, okay. Right. Right now I'm using four. I have a master account and then I have four active trading accounts right now. Um, but it was, it was being frustrated that like I traded one, it was like a little over two weeks. This was like back in February. And so I traded a little over two weeks and I had compounded up an account, but then I lost two trades and each of them were a 40% loss. And so with that, I was like, there's, there's so many trades that I missed because I was already in these positions. You can only be in one position at a time if you're compounding. Um, my hedging system and my compounding system are two different systems. They both are around support and resistance, but with my compounding system, you can only be in one trade at a time. Because with your broker's leverage requirements, you need a broker. Typically, it has to be an offshore broker with around one to 500 leverage or up. Um, I think the only broker that goes past that is like Trader's Way. But for me, like Coinex, Hugo's Way, Hanko Trade, they offer one to 500, so you can do it with them. But if you're risking 40% per trade, even on the hourly chart where your stops are anywhere from 50 to 100, 150 pips, depending on the pair, I mean, you can't be in more than one position at a time because you're risking 40% of the account per trade. So with that, it was me getting frustrated after two weeks saying, I've missed so many good trades. If only I had had like a separate account or maybe two or three more accounts, I could have taken all those trades and I would have come out in a net profit. Maybe this account would have still blown, but I still would have had like a, a profitable outcome on maybe one or two of the other accounts. So that's how I came up with uh, starting multiple accounts. And so, so uh, can you explain a bit more about the compounding side of things? So is this the same kind of strategy, but you're just adding to the position or is it just natural compounding because you're, you're risking 40% and then you grow the account so rapidly that the next 40% is going to be much higher? Is, how, does it, how does it work? What have I missed here? It is, it is how it works. So essentially I'll wait for high confirmation setups. So setups where waiting for price to get to locations on a chart where it's really likely to bounce like anyways, and then waiting for rejection or some type of confirmation of that price level to give a little bit more confluence that, hey, it's really about to reject this zone. Then I'll enter a trade. What I'll do is I'll use a one to 1.25 risk to reward ratio, and I will risk 40% of the account to then make an approximate 50% of the account pre-tax, pre-commission. And then what happens is, let's say if you start an account at $1,000, right? 
So you risk 40% of the accounts, $400 to make 50%, which is $500. If you win that first trade, you make a $500 profit. The account's now 1500. When you start risking on the next trade, which is 40%, you're risking whatever it is, $600, $700. But if you win that next trade, now you're making 750. So the account's at 2,250. Now you risk 40% on the next trade, you risk a thousand bucks to make 1250 or whatever. This is how it gets to the growth target really quick. Like the last three trades end up getting to the growth target real quick this way. And all you have to do is just catch a winning streak. And so it's very important to have a high win rate, which is why I go in a lot of detail in the compounding program I released a month ago about how to capitalize on waiting for setups that have a really high likelihood of bouncing at zones so that you can maintain that high win rate. The high win rate is what makes it work. And I suppose I suppose anyone who's got a strategy out there where, where they've they've got a high win rate and like I suppose they're running a tight stop and get you know a decent R on the trade they could potentially just use this themselves this I this whole concept around you know um, taking taking a four accounts expecting to blow a couple and if you get a win rate a win win streak on some others you're actually probably going to just completely annihilate that growth. Um, even if you had four trades and you were risking 40% per trade, you won all four of them and you had like a one to, let's say a one to five, one to four kind of risk to reward ratio, damn, you could actually just skyrocket it. Um, okay, cool. So what about these guys that have come through and, and started using this? Are they uh, are they finding some sort of mindset issue? Are you seeing some mindset sort of kind of things that people might be struggling with? or some difficulties that people get when they are taking this approach on at all? Well, the compounding program comes with one personal one-on-one mentorship session with me personally. And so what I've noticed a lot with our clients that hop on the one-on-one sessions with me, nobody's really struggled with mindset. I mean, it's just, it's just such a dirt simple approach, like nobody. And I've done at this point, like 26 one-on-one sessions just in the past, like couple weeks nobody's expressed to me that there's like a mindset issue with waiting the the funny enough the most uh the like the the topic that we would spend the most time on with like almost all my clients was just like they're asking me nick can you help me figure out where to draw like the support resistance zones because where you construct those zones are very important that's like that's literally what makes the whole system work is like making sure that you're only placing trades where price is really likely to bounce anyway and so as far as mindset issues, I, everyone seemed pretty relaxed about it. It's not because it's, it's really not complicated at all. Like it's, this is a system where, I mean, you can spend less than an hour a day and still be able to like produce the same amount of profit as somebody else who trades like eight hours a day scalping the one minute chart. So mindset issues, no, not really. And, and, and what are these, uh, these guys that you've talked about, what have their feedback been about the, this whole course and the approach and, and everything? I mean, how, do they, how are they sort of coming back to you and saying, hey, look, you know, th- this, is, this is awesome or, or don't like this bit? You know, what, what are their thoughts? Yeah, so the, so the, the very first guy that I did a one-on-one session with, um, he's a guy from the UK. And so we did a one-on-one session. And I, when I was talking with him, I was like, well, you've got me for an hour, you know, so whatever you need, you know, I'm here to help you. He was like, well, I don't really need much. I've already made my money back. I've got an alarm that goes off every four hours for me to check my messages on my phone. That way I'm not checking it throughout the day. That's what that was. <laughs> anyway, so with this client, um, when I asked him, like, well, what questions do you have? What do you need help with? He said, I don't really need help with much. I just wanted to kind of show you my trades and see what you thought. 
And he told me, he's like, I've already made back the money I paid for, like, for the course with. And then he withdrew it. He was using IC markets. Everyone over there in the UK uses them. And so he had made like 750 pounds. Like this is in the matter of a little over a week. And so all we really focused on on the call was I looked at his trades and told him things that he could have done maybe a little bit differently. Um, I worked with him on helping him like widen out his zones a little bit because he was putting real tiny, tight zones. And I told him there's usually a better idea to give it a little bit more room. Um, but I mean, so he was, so he's doing good. There's another client I had from Australia close to you. Um, her name was Faye and we did a one-on-one session and she had already grown an account like, like three X or four X at the time of that call. I don't know where she, she's probably hit the growth target by now. That was like two weeks ago. Um, and then also I released the course, just the lecture content to people in mission FX. Um, currently I own mission FX LLC, which is like a full coaching program with one-on-one mentorship. And a side thing that I do is this little compounding course, which just just the course access and then one one-on-one session with me. Um, and so Faye was in that one as well as the other clients. But the Mission FX clients who get access to the compounding course at the end of the full program, just the videos and stuff. I mean, they're posting trades in there every single day, just win after win after win after win. If we get time here on this call at some point, I can literally show you right now, like my Discord with everyone put like it's it's insane it's absolutely insane so that's what that's what people have been saying what what, what we might do because this will get on the podcast we'll, we'll jump on and do a little video afterwards as well to to get a view of that um those discord chats and, and some other stuff on the chart now um so so looking back on your your trading career and seeing where you're at now with this with this new approach i mean do you sort of in a way wish you'd come up with this years ago or is this come at the right time for you? Oh, well, I I did come up with it years ago, but it just wasn't trading support and resistance. It was trading divergence. Um, when I had started trading, like in 2016, I lost a little over $8,000. And so I vowed in 2017, I would never touch a live account again until I had worked both my jobs 80 hours a week to make back what I had lost. And then whenever I got that capital back, I wouldn't touch that trading until I knew I was profitable. And so what I did is after I got profitable, I mean, this took me like a year and a half to get profitable. Like it was insane. So it was like towards the end of 2017. Um, and out of that $8,300 is roughly 8,300. I put $1,500 into a trader's way account and I would just take trades that I was very convinced would work out. It was active management. It's like nothing that I'm doing right now. This was like waiting for divergence on multiple time frames, and then going to the lower time frame and checking and then managing it. Like the stuff I explained when we did our, when we did our like podcast in 2018, four years ago, like, so it was all that stuff. Um, and so with that, I would compound accounts up, but I wouldn't let them get too far because I would be nervous that like, I might have like a bad day or a bad week. So I'd constantly withdraw an internal transfer to my other account, but I would grow accounts from like 1500 or a thousand up to like three, 4,000. And keep in mind at this time, I wasn't making like a ridiculous amount of money. I was only making like a couple thousand dollars a month, but I was doing it with a very low starting balance, each of these accounts. So like I said, it's nothing like it is now, but back then it's essentially what I was doing. Um, the only reason I switched it up is because when I, when I like accumulated a ton of capital from trading, I was like, I can't keep, I can't just put like $25,000 in an account and then enter a trade with a huge position size with no stop loss. I was like, if one thing happens, yeah. I could lose like 25 to 50% of my trading capital. It just wasn't very logical. That's the only reason I changed it. So I don't, I, I was already doing this in the beginning, 
the reason I sort of return to doing this now, because keep in mind, this is not just the only way I trade now. I still trade my large accounts. A lot of my larger trades are going into U.S. equities uh, with stocks and purchasing long-term investing and things like that. But my active Forex day trading is still on margin accounts, which is still my bread and butter. Um, but a portion of that is compounding. You can almost make more money if you take a small percentage of your trading capital and then work to compound that up quickly because the statistics present themselves. If you know what your win rate are, you know what your data and metrics are, you can make a ton of money using a very small percentage of your trading capital. And then you just do this on repeat over and over and over. The amount of money you have at risk at any given time is microscopic. And the amount of potential gains that you can make, regardless of what your trading capital is, is exponential. And and to give like, uh, I suppose somebody listening to the show who, you know, you're going to have all sorts of people, people with like a lot of disposable uh, trading money, uh, some with, with nothing. I mean, so let's talk, let's take somebody with, you know, who's just getting into this, haven't, hasn't got a lot, maybe they got a hundred bucks. They're even a bit nervous about a hundred bucks to, to put into the market thinking, well, you know, I have to work for, you know, however many hours to make a hundred dollars. It was a day's worth of work. Um, what 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 do you say to them? Is this approach for them? Can they work with this approach? And how do they get around the mindset kind of side of like, oh, I don't know if $100 is, you know, I don't really want to lose it, but this is all I've got kind of thing. Yeah, so if the question is, will this approach for somebody with the amount of capital that you described, which is like $100, um, I can say technically yes. However, here's the big caveat and the nuance and the context that I want to include here is that if you have a really low amount of capital and you have really low experience, a person shouldn't expect to get many magnificent results, right? Really magnificent results comes from the right amount of experience with the right amount of capital. And so I think my suggestion for a person who literally has $100 to trade with and they're brand new, they're still learning about everything. I would say hold off for maybe like six months to a year, get plenty of experience going through all the nuanced things about trading, um, trade only on demo accounts for six months to a year. And meanwhile, you can accumulate capital, right? You can work like 60, 70, 80 hours a week. You can work two, three jobs, whatever, to accumulate capital. Like this is what I did. Um, And then once you've accumulated that capital, six to 12 months from when you start, you can come back to that with experience and with capital. And you can combine those two things together, your experience and then your capital to do whatever you want. You can trade one $10,000 account with low risk, or you can start multiple like $500 accounts. You know, you're probably going to lose some of them, but you know, some of them you're going to get ridiculous returns on. So if I were a person that were like had a hundred dollars to my name and no experience, my suggestion to myself would be wait Um, continue to learn trade demo accounts and then also continue to raise some capital i just think that's a more logical realistic Mm. approach to it and and what about a time commitment for this kind of style of trading i mean do people need to spend a lot of time at the charts or are they in and out in a a set period of like an hour or so a day yeah it's funny i had a one-on-one session last week with a girl who said she wakes up in the morning She makes a cup of coffee and she goes straight to her computer and she looks at charts for, she said anywhere usually between 10 to 15 minutes because all she's doing is just clicking through all the major FX pairs and she's adjusting the support resistance levels near where price is currently at. Then she just sets alerts and she's done. Like she walks away, she works from home, so she does whatever. But like um, she said, she doesn't even check her charts unless she gets an alert. 
And then if she does get an alert, she just opens up her phone. She has TradingView app on her phone and she'll just check the chart real quick right there. If there's a potential trading opportunity, um, she'll wait, she'll enter if so. I asked her, I'm like, so how much time do you think you're spending per day? She said, usually under an hour. Um, so that's that's for her. So what works for her. Trading higher time frames. Yeah, you don't need much time. Um, for someone like me, I mean, I do this full time. I got nothing else to do, right? I do this and I do mission effects and occasionally do I podcast with you. So it's just like, I don't have like a bunch like um, else going on. I focus on the market. So for me, I'd say I average between two to three hours per day on the charts. Um, a caveat here is I'm also looking at U.S. equities a lot. I'm looking at stocks like major stocks um, for scaling in and scaling out of positions. Um, but FX trading takes about maybe one one hour per day, one and a half hours per day per me of that time block. You can do it with very little time. So that's my answer. And and so is this mainly FX? You wouldn't recommend doing this on like stock indices or stocks or, or some other kind of market, <clears throat> cryptos, for example? I'm sure you could do the same thing in other asset classes and other markets, um, but I haven't personally done that. So just as a full disclaimer, I've only done this with FX pairs. FX pairs are a real steady state market. And also I have plenty, I have like almost seven years of experience with FX. And so for that, like I just prefer FX. I'm sure you could figure out a way to do it with stocks and crypto as well, though. And what do you say to somebody who's out there, you know, they've got a different style of trading, they're like trying to stick to that style of trading, they, they've they heard that, you know, you don't want a strategy swap and all this sort of stuff. What would you recommend for them from like a kind of dip your toe in the water with this, this if they were thinking like, oh, this looks pretty good? Hmm. An interesting thing I'd say is um, keep in mind that any trading system can work. That's the most important thing. Um, what we work with with Mission FX clients is to help them create their own systems based on what makes sense to them, based on their time constraints, their psychology, their capital allocation, like what they're comfortable with. So it's just everybody's going to have their own approach. No two people will trade the exact same way. Now, that being said, a lot of people base their systems around things like indicators, support and resistance. Um, volatility and momentum. So there's all these concepts you can take. If a person who is looking at an approach like this, whenever they're already working on their own approach, my suggestion would be, if you're making progress with your own approach, continue doing that. You can adjust the risk settings later. If you got your win rate high enough, you can risk 40% to make 50% or more with your own approach. It's perfectly fine. You know, you can risk 10% to make 50%. You can risk 1% to make 3%. It doesn't matter what it is. I would say I think the focus should be getting into trades that are high probability, no matter what approach you use, whether it's indicator based or technical based or fundamental based. Get your win rate like up into the area of 60 to 80 percent. Um, that's what I average from week to week, depending on the week. Some weeks it's like really bad, but most weeks it averages anywhere from 60 to 80 percent. So I would tell them focus on your own system to make sure your win rate is high enough. If you don't have a system that you feel you're making progress with, then I feel like uh, the Mission FX compounding program would be a nice thing that people could take a look at because it's completely like, it's like if you're look if you're at the top of a mountain and everybody's skiing down and there's all the tracks in the snow, Mission FX compounding simplifies things so much. It's like you're on top of that mountain and there's been a fresh snowfall. And so everything is completely new and fresh and clean and simple. And then Mission FX can help the person carve out their own path down the mountain. 
And so with that, I'd say if somebody's already making progress, continue your own system. If you're not making a lot of progress and you're open to trying something that's um, a simplified approach to make exponential gains using small capital, yeah, mission effects compounding might be something they could look into. Awesome. Now, look, you've been on the show a few times, right? So I do want to, and you've got a number of years experience in the markets under your belt. And I probably asked you questions in the first interview, which I cannot remember now that you answered. Is there anything now that you would you would say to a trader that like you've sort of, after so many years doing this stuff, you've thought, if only I knew this way back then, it would have helped me so much. Is there anything that you sort of haven't mentioned on the show before that you think that like this is knowledge that I've got now that can help other newbie traders? This is a tough question because he might not be, the answer might be not really, I've said it all. Yeah, um, I mean, you're, you're right. It is a very, uh, it's an interesting question. So I'm cer- certainly very challenging. So for context, there's a million things, right? There's a million things I could say that like do this and focus on this and don't worry about that and this and that. Um, but I think it all boils down to one primary thing. And I think that what my advice would be for people who are trying to learn and my advice that I could give to myself going back is really get calm, comfortable, and focused on your own trading approach. Because when you get profitable, that's what's going to happen anyway. As I've said, there are not two people that trade the exact same, that take the exact same setup at the exact same time every single day. You know, people will see, well, I saw that. Well, I didn't think that was a good trade, but, but, oh, but I did and this and that. There's going to be all these little dynamic nuances between various people's trading approaches. So my single bit of advice would be, it doesn't matter what trading approach you have, as long as you are focusing on you and your own trading approach, you're testing, you're experimenting, you're gathering data, you're keeping it in a trading journal so you can review the trades you've taken, why they've taken them. You can find optimizations and little improvements to continue making things better over time. As long as you're focusing on your own approach and doing that, no matter what happens, you're eventually going to get profitable. You'll come past sort of the edge of the cliff, like the point of no return where you've found a systemized approach for doing things. You're including a little bit of intuition and experience, that little gut feeling you get before you get into trades to help guide your decisions. And it's supported with data and evidence as well as experience to generate profitability. And the crazy part is you'll keep making it better over time. So that's my advice to new people and people not yet profitable is focus on your own approach. You'll get a lot further instead of looking at what everyone else is doing. Cool. Awesome. Now, last question before we wrap up here. So is there anything I haven't asked that I should have asked around the Mission FX compounding program? I think not. It sort of speaks for itself. Cool. Awesome. Well, look, um, Nick, once again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to get you on for the fourth time, and uh, we'll put part part four up there of this uh, ongoing saga. And look, hopefully I'll get to see you on here again for a fifth and sixth time in the future. Um to wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to, to find out more about stuff? The best way would be to go to www.missionfx.org. And another thing that I'll say is there is a lot of fake profiles of me on various social medias. Um, I don't check Instagram or anything. I don't even have it on my phone. I don't check YouTube comments much. 
Um, the only way to get in touch with uh, my company is by emailing support at missionfx.us. So if you're interested in things that we do, just go to www.missionfx.org. If you have questions after that, something that my team could help you with, um, we've got a full-time client support team. We've got coaching directors. We've got everyone. Email support at missionfx.us if you have any particular questions about how we can help you. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Nick once again for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Nick in the search box, and you're going to get all those other episodes as well to hear his whole journey uh, all over there on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Hey, folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. All right, folks, there you go. Interview done and dusted with Nick Sean. Now, do remember we did shoot a video after the show where he actually breaks down this compounding strategy on a price chart. We ask him a few questions as well. So you're going to find out how that all works. Now, if you want the full-on like behemoth course that he's put together for this and all the other stuff over there at Mission FX, there's a link below the video for that as well. Now, uh, I should also mention that we've got the live streams. So if you're looking for support in the New York or uh, London sessions this week, then please go and check those out. Smart Money Concept Series is up there on the channel as well. And if you're looking to automate anything, then you know where to go. Robot Builders Club, go and check that out as well. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next video.